0: Well, good morning, Bookshelf Shelfy people. It is a great Saturday morning, and I'm here today with my cousin. Uh, cousin Cousin-in-law, I guess, where she's cousin by marriage. Her name is Lynn Geckle, and that's kind of a funny name. I'll spell it for you, G-A-E-C-K-L-E. And the reason I know, because that's my mother's maiden name, Geckle. Now you can go look up all my passwords, because you know something about me. Um, But Lynn's husband, Andrew, or Andy, as they call him, his dad and my mom, we're brother and sister. So this is how uh, Lynn and I are actually first cousins-in-law, if you will. Yes. <laughs> so I want to, uh, I just want to um, tell my listeners, so today's episode that you're listening should have been my friend Karen, but Karen came down with a cold. And uh, so I'm filling in and Lynn very kindly, she doesn't know this, but she actually kindly stepped in last minute. So when this broadcasts, I will have told you, oh, my next guest is Karen Perdue. But in fact, my next guest is Lynn Geckel. Hello, Lynn.
1: Hello.
0: Thank you, you for being here today. I'm great. Sure. Um, I'm Lynn,
1: a last minute implant.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you for doing it. A lot of people are very shy. You don't know how much it actually takes to convince people to come on and do this
1: um and it's so a lot of arm-twisting for me.
0: <laughs> yeah, you know, and I'm glad for that. And hopefully you'll be back more than once. Hopefully we'll have sure. you on a couple of times. So this is, um, Lynn and I have actually been talking for probably 45 minutes at this point because we're just like, oh, we haven't seen each other for a long time and or talked for a long time. So we had a lot of catching up to do. But we're, uh, we're ready to delve into our topic for today. And Lynn, you're going to love what Lynn has to talk about today. So let's just get started with the first question that I usually ask people. Sure. Lynn, tell people how you and I met. I mean, even though you're married to my cousin, um, we didn't actually meet until maybe 2015, 16, four years. Go ahead. Tell us a little bit about how we met.
1: Yeah. So um, yeah, like you said, first cousins, but with such a big family, you have a lot of brothers and sisters. Andy has a lot of brothers and sisters.
0: Um, And just to be clear here, sorry to interrupt, but um, I'm also at least 10 years older than Andrew. Yeah. How old
1: is he? Yeah, 46.
0: Yeah, so I'm 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 only 47, so really I'm only a year. No, I'm kidding. So um, it's it also happens that he's the youngest in his family, and I'm one of the oldest in my family. So I actually know Andrew, but Andrew really doesn't know me mm-hmm. because he didn't we didn't grow up together. But I watched him grow up, so that's yeah. kind of where that all fell into place. As long yeah, as- and
1: we have the youngest of all the cousin kids and everything. So my boys don't know a lot of their cousins for the mm-hmm. same kind of reasons. Um, but we had the grand pleasure of meeting you and Mark, um, over in Hong Kong when you guys Mm -hmm. live there. And I remember we told this story last night to a friend of Andy's and, um, we flew there. Um, we made a decision after, um, one of Andy's brothers got sick and passed away, um, because you guys were talking quite a bit Mm -hmm. and he traveled all the time. So he was on an evening flight home from Boston and he's texting me. What do you think of Hong Kong? When do the kids have spring break? Let's go see Mary Barbara and Mark and I thought what are you smoking? Like
0: this <laughs> is- <laughs> And who are they?
1: Five of us
0: to Hong Kong
1: on spring break? Like we only have 5 days. Are you kidding me? So, we made it work. Everything worked. I think we we're gone for like 10 days total or something. And um met you and i remember getting like landing and i said oh great we can turn on our cell phones i said you can call mary barbara you can you know figure out where we're gonna meet and his face went blank what do you mean i got a caller he goes we've been working on facebook messenger i said dude we're in a different country i said who knows if that even works and he laughed. Maybe they don't
0: have electricity here.
1: <laughs> no, I was thinking more like the China thing. No,
0: I don't. Of course.
1: Of that stuff.
0: Very smart so of you, really.
1: <laughs> I was laughing as we're walking through, and he goes, Don't worry. He goes, I know what she looks like. And we walk around the corner, and there you were. And he goes, Look at that kinky, curly hair. He goes, <laughs> right. That is a telltale gecko sign. <laughs> so, yeah, that, that was is so funny, funny. And I remember. You know after being on a flight for 16 hours and of course it was days before that or hours before that like getting ready and getting
0: to the it airport it's a huge and, trip yeah you just
1: said relax i'll get you home tonight and i'll explain it all in the morning it's really easy and i thought oh my gosh i can relax <laughs> because if this was a normal vacation right Stressing out about where's the hotel how are we getting there all these little details that andy gets us there Like overall, but then I'm worried about all the smaller things. So you were kind of like my surrogate mother, my (laughs)
0: guide. Excellent and happy to be so. Yeah, you're right. Um, So unfortunately, my cousin Matthew, he did pass away. And as will happen when you lose someone young and, and close you really take stock of your life and you think Mm -hmm. about what am I doing? And as um, Andrew, now it's funny. So she'll, uh, you'll hear Lynn say Andy. And I do say Andrew, because when we were growing up, he was Andrew, Mm -hmm. but I know he said, you know, and and with his friends, he's Andy, but I can't help it. Uh, So anyway, as Andrew and I were texting back and forth, uh, you know, I, We just came around talking about Hong Kong. and I'm like, hey, you should come over. We invited everybody who could get there to be there with us. And the great thing was we had a very nice sized apartment there with two extra bedrooms in the back. So it was like its own little guest suite back there, two bedrooms and a bathroom. So they could have their own little world back there, sleep as they needed to. And then, you know, our apartment was on the same island as the uh, airport, but you could easily take a ferry or the um, MTR as we would call it, over to Hong Kong Island and go do whatever you were going to do. So it was really easy to get around and and uh, a very, well, I hope you guys had fun. And then you went to Macau. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. And I know you
0: guys must have had a great time in Macau because you went to a, um, a hotel with a, a water park
1: mm-hmm. kind of yeah, thing, right? That It was a little cool. And we were one of like five people in the oh. water park area. <laughs> but um, Macau is very, it's like a, similar to Las Vegas it Mm -hmm. has that vibe about it but a little Mm -hmm. bit smaller um and we never left because we were a little like the culture in general we never left the resort Mm -hmm. but I didn't feel unsafe or anything we just um stayed there everything we needed was there yeah yeah because we're at most people are there to gamble right and they looked nice. Like when I go to Vegas, I'm completely fine in jeans and a t-shirt or sweatshirt. Yeah, but yeah. But the people when we went to the casino in the hotel that we stayed in, everyone was dressed to the nines mm-hmm, and tuxedos mm-hmm. and fancy dresses. And I thought, wow, we're gonna stay in the room <laughs> with the <We're laughs> no water park. But most people are there to gamble. So yeah, yeah, for sure. And we, had the kids out in the pool there was only a couple other people so i took an aerial shot from our hotel room
0: and i think i remember no that one
1: else around
0: yeah pretty i mean it was and, and to your point and we won't belabor this but no. um yeah macau is the las vegas of asia that's what it's considered and um, people really do go there just for the gambling and the the lifestyle the nightlife and the whatever you know the yeah. shows and so forth and um, it's not as Las vegas now where so many families go to Las Vegas. Macau hasn't really turned that corner just yet. Yeah. Um, but its it was a Portuguese colony, much like Hong Kong was a British colony for a long time. The Portuguese were there back in the 1500s. So it's got a very interesting blend. Portuguese is actually still one of the local dialects there or one of the local languages. So um, in fact, it's Mandarin. Portuguese and then Cantonese so they speak okay. Portuguese more often than they do Cantonese um, and very little English there most signs are in some other language but anyway it's a great place to visit and so it was a so wonderful I'm really you guys glad that there. That
1: opportunity and
0: yeah, you
1: know even for my kids they were a little bit younger than they are now and but I mean such a great opportunity it's
0: just an unusual place to visit I mean usually you're going to like London or you're going to Ireland I mean you know europe yeah. is usually the place people start off traveling to yes. and i agree with you being having that opportunity for, for to get to hong kong i mean for me it was seven years of wonder i mean yeah. i never lost my like this is amazing <laughs> that yeah. feeling all right so enough about hong kong because sure. i could you know i could just talk about that forever but for my listeners One of the great things that Lynn told me about yesterday is um, at the ripe old age of, can you, do you mind if we share how old you
1: are? Almost 46.
0: Almost 46. Lynn is going back to college. And this just made my heart sore when you told me this, Lynn. I was also an adult student. I went back to school after many, many years. And, you know, I think what I'd like you to talk a little bit about is what brought you to that decision um, where you what you are going to be doing? Telling telling us the school you're going to, what you have to do to prepare. Monday's the first day, so let's yeah. just start with what brought you to that decision to go back to school. And and this is finishing your undergraduate degree. Just yes.
1: Yes. So back in the day, when I was a teenager and went to school, um, I grew up in small rural Ohio. Not quite as rural as where you're at now, Mary Barbara, but <laughs> it was pretty small. Um, And uh, I got a food service degree. I was doing catering through high school and um, college and stuff. And I thought, this is fun. It's what I would like to do. Well, then I meet Andrew. And he's deciding he's going to move to Chicago. And I knew this when we started dating. And I said, we'll just figure it out. But in the meantime, I have this food service degree. And again, I like... I liked what I was doing. Um, it was more in the realm of event planning before mm-hmm. event planning was a thing. Mm-hmm. So, um, but then when we moved to Chicago, I was like, I don't want to work nights and weekends and be planning everybody else's party. I want to do something else. So, um, even though I had this degree, of course, I didn't do much with it and started working like office jobs, like assistant, you know. Somebody taught me how to use Microsoft. And so now that's what I do. Well, flash forward a little bit and then we have kids and then I'm a stay at home mom full time because Andy travels all the time. And then the kids get older and I start, well, maybe I can do this during the day while they're at school or that during the day while they're at school. So a couple of years ago, I started working, um, for a dentist and just as a personal assistant. And, um, that was fine. I was completely fine with that eight to two, three days a week. Oh, that's I very still, nice. Yeah. I, I didn't have a lot of responsibility. If the kids needed me, I didn't have to go in. I could get my work done completely reasonable. No big deal. Well, then 2020 happens um, and I have a senior in high school who is completely happy with remote, with remote learning. Um, I have a 15 year old uh, sophomore in high school and then I have an eighth grader. So
0: that's a full um, house on the best it, of day. I mean, you know, just in general, and yeah. then they're all homeschooling.
1: Yes. And just it, it and a your husband bit. is home. Yes. He's not traveling at all. So we were all trying to figure out where's our space going to be. And for me, I was still going to work part-time. Um, when COVID hit, I started working my three days a week, just instead of working until two o'clock, I'd stay till five o'clock things like that and then we got shut down like he was only working emergency cases which is totally fine right Right, yeah so then I'm home all the time with four men in the house
0: your your eyes just went like and then I'm home for uh,
1: (laughs) it was a lot it was a lot I thought oh my goodness what am I gonna do and
0: And, three dogs and And you have three dogs yeah yes it's a full house
1: it was it was very and I didn't have anything to do because I wasn't doing school. I couldn't do my job from at home. So I was kind of fumbling. My yard looked really awesome. (laughs) Um, I stayed outside just so I could get away from everybody else. So my senior is happy, like I said, happily dealing with um, remote learning. And I said, well, what are you going to do for college? I don't know. I'll figure it out like, well, you need to choose. What do you want to do? Exactly. What do you want to do? Where do you want to go? How far away do you want to be? Um, you know, what, what are your thoughts on life beyond high school? And so we started talking about it and I was giving him all of these tasks. You know, you should research this, you should research that. Um, he was literally picking schools because they either did or did not have a decent website he's (gasps) he's interested in computer science and he said if they have a good computer science um program you'd think they'd have a better website and I kind of agreed with him okay so you know even though he seemed rather aloof he did have some good points um, so as he's doing all this research and I'm doing research to try and help him, you know, scholarships and time frames and what mm-hmm. you need to do with the high school and what you need to do with these colleges and all these things, I thought, well, I've been thinking about it. Um, I've never had I, I've been thinking about it in broad terms. Um, you and I talked earlier before this got started that our age demographic, was teacher, nurse, Mm -hmm. um, stay-at-home mom. Like, careers were not really, like, a thing. Mm -hmm. I was the first person in my immediate family to even go to college. My mom went for, like, a year, but then dropped out to get
0: married to my dad. Yeah, and and you could get a great job with a high school diploma. Right, right, exactly.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So it was very bizarre to me. And so since I've always been, I don't know what I want to do, I kind of have always fallen into that. Well, when I started going back to work because of COVID, I wasn't doing the same job as before. It was more business related. All of a sudden I'm learning QuickBooks and I'm, you know, talking to the accountant regularly and making sure that the, you know, the 401k plans are set up the way they're supposed to be for the other employees and things like that. So a whole different set of things that I was doing. And I realized I was really comfortable with that role. And I thought, I don't necessarily need to know exactly what I want to do. I just need to do something Mm -hmm. way more than just be a personal assistant. Um, Picking up dry cleaning. Yeah, so then, because I was helping um, Noah with his school stuff to figure it out, I was kind of doing some research on the side. Well then, also because of COVID, you know you get a little tired of your partner sometimes so <laughs> um i know it's a big surprise so we did some counseling just because we were having a hard time communicating and one of the things that our counselor said is have you ever thought about going back to school and i said i've thought about it but what am i going to do and she goes who cares she goes pick the most ridiculous thing she goes it's not about the degree it's about the journey she goes it's giving you something to do it's something that you know, you can meet different people with similar interests. She goes, who cares? She goes, you could get a degree and never do anything with it. And in my responsible mind, I'm thinking, why would you waste all that money and do this degree and then not do something successful with it? Well, duh, I've already done that with my first (laughs) degree. So I thought, well, Good point. And Andy looks at me and he says, "I told you the same thing." And I'm like, "But you said it in a different way. Mm
0: -hmm, mm -hmm. (laughs) You said it
1: in a husband way when (laughs) we're not really getting along." So um, that was the point that I was like, "Okay, we can do this." And so um, I started down one path of a school that I had gone to, but they didn't have online programs, which was surprising because of COVID. They really Mm -hmm. still encouraged in class stuff. And I thought, well, first of all, I work during their school hours. So there's no way to make this work anyway. And I reached out to, I have a neighbor and a niece who both got master's degrees um, at various points in the past three years. And they're both of their programs were online. Mm -hmm. And I reached out to both of them. And I said, how did you find your schools? Like, how did you make these decisions? I said, because everything's online, and I am having really bad luck. Surprisingly, for somebody who, you know, is in a world full of
0: technology, Google is not my friend. (laughs) (laughs) Google is very particular. I have found the same thing, Lynn. Several times I have found like some days I'm looking for something specific and no matter how I enter it or the word,
1: you
0: know, the way I put the words in, I just cannot find what I want. And then a couple of days later, I come back and I swear I'm doing exactly the same thing. But then lo and behold, it's everything I was looking for. So I get you. I hear you.
1: So I talked to both of those people and told them kind of what I was doing. And they said that, um, you know, one of them gave me a very specific school option, which is where I ended up going, where I'm going to be starting on Monday. Um, but it's National Lewis University. And they have um, schools all over the country. Mm-hmm. Um, there's one not far from us here. I'm in Illinois, outside of Chicago suburbs. And um there's one not far from me here, but I'm doing a business um, business bachelor's of business administration degree. Excellent! Excellent. And I'm very excited about it. Uh, but the program has been designed to be online for years. This isn't a mm. COVID thing. This is something that they have been perfecting and tweaking. And as technology improves, mm-hmm. they're able to make improvements. Mm-hmm. So this is until Tuesday. I had been on one Zoom call. This is officially my third Zoom call in a week. I'm so excited. (laughs) Fourth one total. (laughs) It's very exciting. Well, you're doing
0: great. You get an A+. (laughs) (laughs)
1: So I passed
0: Zoom 101. There you go. So let me ask you um, some of the emotions you feel about starting school on Monday.
1: What do you feel? Um, I'm nervous. uh, I'm nervous and excited. a little bit frustrated because I did not think I would be 46 years old going
0: back to school. Um, but so let's then, come back to the nervous part. What are, what are, what's making you nervous? Like, what are some thoughts you have about that?
1: Uh, the, probably the biggest thing. So um, I am on a lot of social media sites, but I am a behind the scenes person. I will mm-hmm. read posts. Mm-hmm. I will like posts. Um, and I will follow people, but I am not in, um, I don't, an engage. yes, <laughs> not an I don't engage, like I don't make comments. Um, mm. if someone says something I'm interested in, I'll look into it further. Um, but I'm not someone who puts myself out there to actively pers- participate in online conversations. Mm-hmm. And that is a big part of the online program is yes. posting a question and having a dialogue online. And that part of it, then it becomes the written word um, for everyone to critique. And I, have a lot of anxiety in general and don't like to be criticized. I don't, of course, no one does, but some people are better at um, taking that criticism and not seeing it as criticism, but as a comment mm-hmm. feedback. Forward. Yeah. It's feedback in general. Mm-hmm. And I struggle with, they don't like me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's not it at all. They're just presenting in different um, opinion or a different perspective. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm not good with those kinds of things. It's not a comfort zone that I have.
0: Mm-hmm. So,
1: uh, I, that's where I'm, that's where my nervousness is coming from because Thank I Thank you for being be so care.
0: honest. That is yeah. <laughs> really kind of you to be that honest. Yeah.
1: I don't mind. I'm, I'm complete. I, I'm not afraid to say those things. Um, A long time ago, I figured out that it's better to share uh, the the big picture, the important things. I had postpartum depression really badly after each of my kids. Oh, boy. And I realized people don't want to talk about that. Mm -hmm. And so I learned then that if I said that to someone, that they were open to Saying, Oh, yeah, I'm having similar problems. Mm-hmm. Well, this is kind of the same thing. It's, it's, if I talk about it and get it out in the open, somebody will be like, Oh, you do really well. Mm-hmm. And I almost like I need the positive reinforcement to, Absolutely. Go the, to help me get past it. And this probably won't be an issue, you know, two months from now, it mm-hmm. won't bother me when I start my next class. But for now, it's, it's just a little bit of a concern. And once I get started, it'll be fine. I'll work mm-hmm. through it. And I watch my husband and my children do it every single day.
0: <laughs> I'm sure I'll be fine. I so. think, you know, I think it's true whether you go back face-to-face or go back uh, online. And as I said, I also went back to school in my uh, late 30s, early 40s. And <clears throat> my nervousness was just, can, can I even operate at this level? I've been gone from school for so long. Can I even function? And I was so pleasantly surprised that as an adult learner, I was a much better learner. And I did a lot better in my classes and my ability to manage time because I learned all these other skills along the way. So as you're talking about being a manager in your office, I'm thinking, of course, you manage a home. Yeah. You manage your husband and your three boys and the three dogs, and you've managed household finances. I mean, all the skills that you've acquired over time are playing out now at the office. And you're like, of course, you're comfortable with that, because you've actually been doing that. And I think for a lot of people, and I'm focusing mostly on women, when you're home, and you feel like, oh, it's not a real job, or, you know, I don't get recognized, like, You know, you don't get a pay raise or what have you. Um, It's often surprising how many skills you've developed over the years that when you go back into the workplace, you're like, well, I can do that easily. And you actually have everything you need to be a great manager or to be an event planner, because how many events have you planned now, you know, 20 years into your marriage, right? I mean, a ton. So, I mean, this idea of being nervous, you've also learned that you'll work through it. You'll figure it out. It's not going to be the end of the world. So you can be nervous. I appreciate you being honest about that, about what you, I wasn't, and I didn't know what you were nervous Uh about. I just, you just said nervous. And that's yeah. why I like to identify it because it really definitely, there are going to be people listening. They're like, Oh, I have the same concern. Yeah. You know? Um, so nervous, excited. What do you, what's excited, excited, you? We're excited. Where do you where? Getting
1: started, started with the journey in general. I think it's not, uh, again, it's not something I thought I would be doing. I know people do it all the time. Um, my, one of my sister-in-laws, um, Mary, uh, she, went back to school. She's, I feel like she's been going back to school for a long time, but she actually works in a school. Um, and she finally got her master's in like some reading program for like younger kids, like eighth grade and younger, I think like as a reading specialist and, um, and I've talked to her about it over the years, knowing that she did this and she went back to school when her kids were younger Mm. and we were there over the summer. Um, as a quick visit. And we were talking about this. And she said, I will always be in your corner as a cheerleader. She said, I really believe that no matter what you want to do, or when you want to do it, she said, you do that for yourself. She said, you might not have now that my kids are older, it's better. But we kind of are on our own little island here in Chicago. There's not we don't have a lot of family support Mm -hmm. over the years, people have moved here. But Mm -hmm. like I said, now our kids are older, And Mary was saying that she had to do it with the help of her mom and her mother-in-law and her sisters and stuff like that. She said there was no way for her to go to school and raise her little kids. And, you know, and now she has, you know, four adult children and she's happy with the career that she has. And she says, you know, now that you're going to start this, she said, I'm helping you, whatever you need, reach out. And, and I appreciate that so much because, you know, not being with Andy, um, in Ohio, where all the rest of his siblings are, it's like, we've always had a, a visiting relationship. Like when we visit, even though it's his brother's wife, um, her kids were different, like older than mine. Right. You know, it's so we've always been at a different, a different point in our lives. And so this is something that I, it's nice because we can connect on this level. Um, so it's, it's, it's a nice treat. So I also have a niece that did this. So younger than me. And I thought, well, she did it with little kids too. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> I've got three teenage mm-hmm. boys that can fend for themselves. I got this. So it's, it's exciting and we'll see what happens.
0: Good. I'm going to just stop Good. for one I'm second. I'm having some problems with my headphones. So hang on. Oh, I'm just sure. going to unplug and replay. Okay. Can you hear me now? <laughs> I can, exactly. Exactly. Uh, yeah, I was getting some kind of echoey feedback on my thing, so I'm not sure, but I unplugged and replugged and I'm I'm all set. Can You're you hear me? Now. Yeah. All right. Yeah, it's something, I don't know what's going on. All right, but anyway, immaterial. I'll just work through it myself. Uh, so, so nervous, for some reasons, excited, and I do love that Mary is going to be in your corner. Can you hear me okay? I can hear you fine. Yeah. Oh, okay, great. Um, and exactly, we all, you know, so when I decided to go back to school, I had been talking to a friend of mine, and I had had um, some difficulty finding work because I didn't have a college degree, um, and I I had actually just interviewed for a job and for some reason just something spoke to me and I'm like, I should just apply for grant money and see if I can get myself into school and get this stupid thing finished. And the day I found out how much I qualified for, it was enough that I could live on and work part time and go to school full time, to your point, during the day in person. And so I went to a friend of mine and I said, hey, this is what's happened. And he said, you have to finish your degree. And I said, I was really hoping you weren't going to say that. (laughs) I was really hoping you were going to be like, no, no, you got to take the job. Forget school. And I was like, oh, I didn't expect you to be supportive of that. And thank God he was. And I did go back to school. It took 18 months of undergraduate. And I, you know, whatever. I made it through, to your point. Came home and went back for, um, I'm. I don't know why my little computer is just acting up all of a sudden. And so I went, um, can you hear that little ding that's happening? No, No, you don't hear it. Okay, good. Hopefully everything, nobody else does. All right. So I went back to school and um, I had some very, and, you know, just all the same things. But that idea that it actually can create different um, levels of deepness of relationships you have with people. So with Mary, you're having this like, oh, visiting relationship. It's great to see you. See you in six months. And now you're like, oh, I actually need some emotional support from you. And we can do it via yeah. long distance because yeah. we're all learning how to use Zoom and whatnot. And um, it, is, it is amazing the worlds that start to open up to you because you've just taken, you know, I took a right instead of a left or what have you. Right. Um, yes. And then the last thing you mentioned was, so there was some anxiety, some excitement, and then you mentioned one more emotion, but now I can't remember what we I said. Remember. Okay, <laughs> me either. That's fine. Um, so, but it, oh, I, now I know the next thing I want to ask you is, so what classes are you taking? What will start on Monday for you?
1: Well, so again, this program has been designed to be online for a while. So the very first class that they make all new students uh-huh. take, is a student success seminar, and it's um, it's how to it's how they um, break down the classes um, so that you're responsible for research, you're responsible for assignments, you're resp- responsible for um, uh, discussions, posing questions and answering questions. Um, Things like that, but it 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 gives you the opportunity to do, do those things in an environment where that's the whole point of the whole class. It's not a specific topic. Mm-hmm. It's to get you familiar with um, the library at the school, the online resources, the staff that's available to you, things like that. So, um, I mean, if you're comfortable with that role, doing it on your own, you know, figuring out your uh, school's website independently. Great. If you're not, uh, like myself, who I said, Google even gives me trouble. Um, then it'll be a good school, a uh, good class for me to get familiar with the school and the, the processes and things like that. So if I screw up, it's not going to be a total ding against my entire
0: You're not going to screw up. <laughs> really mommy you won't you're going to be amazing and great and you're going to I think to your point in a few months and it probably won't even take that long you're going to find your confidence and be like this is so easy I mean let's face it 18 year olds are doing it and you've got that much life experience on those 18 year olds it's going Mm -hmm. to be a breeze now the classes might be challenging not so much the the um the doing it online part but the learning and the research Mm -hmm. and writing papers. I mean, there's, you know, some skill set to be learned there, that's for sure. But again, this is designed for everyone to succeed. It really is not designed to weed people out. You know, that's a whole different thing. Um, So that's very, that is just really thrilling. I'm really super excited for you to start this. And what is your estimated, your ETA graduation date? You got about two years to go or?
1: About two years. Um, So the way that they structure the classes is so a quarter is 12 weeks. The classes are structured in six weeks, six, six week increments. So this success class is the first six weeks of the 12 week quarter. The second six weeks is going to be like business administration 101 or Mm -hmm, something like that. mm -hmm. And so I will have two classes a quarter um, and they just group them into six weeks. So you're not doing two classes over the 12 week period. So that way you can focus on one class at a time. And so then based on what I have left, I should be done um, by Christmas. Sorry. I thought my dog threw up. Um, She coughed weirdly. (laughs) Um, I should be done by Christmas of
0: 2023. I'm living. I mean, it's just such a typical mom thing. Like we have certain hearing ability that we can identify certain coughs or sounds. And we're like instantly, that's not the dishwasher. It's the dog throwing up. And I, you know, I mean, exactly the same. I can't tell you how many times I've leapt out of my chair. So certain it was the cat throwing up. And I just had, you know, whatever, clean the counter or whatever the thing is. And so that's why I'm laughing because you're just like, you're here. You know, it's the amazing thing about the way the brain works. You're totally focused talking to me, talking about this thing. But you have that super mom hearing. It's like eyes in the back of your head. I hear many things at once. I live in many different levels, you know, yeah. or um, well, dementia.
1: Stairs, door squeaking. And is there water running? Is somebody taking a shower? Yeah, right, right. But my husband always used to say, you need to learn how to multitask. And I said, what do you think I do all day long? <laughs> Everything was like, I'm a life." I'm a living multitasker. Exactly,
0: and multitasking is not all it's cracked up to be. Um, You know, many times, and especially like going to school. This is one of those times. Multitasking isn't great because it's much better learn learning wise, especially because you're not just going to school. You're still the mom. You're still working. Yeah, right. All those little pieces parts going on there. All right, let's go ahead. About this though. So,
1: in all of this effort for
0: me to start going to school.
1: I've really been encouraging my son, like, oh, I did this or I did that. It's like the whole lead by example thing. He's not really getting the picture. But what it has done is, so my 17-year-old's a little like, eh, whatever. He's collecting acceptance letters, like people collect oh. you know, like tissues or something when they have a cold. It's really funny. But my 13-year-old, my eighth grader is like, you're going to school? That's really cool. What are you going to school for? when do I get to go to school? So he is the one that it's more influencing. I was hoping that my older one would be more excited about college because he's right there at the door. But it's it's the youngest one. Oh, who's that's great. Really excited about it. So I, that was a happy little surprise.
0: Yeah, my, it is.
1: My middle son's kind of like, eh, whatever.
0: <laughs> well, if he's already getting acceptance letters already, he has an idea of what he wants to do. You know, he's he's got his mind towards the future. I will tell you, my daughter did not go to college right away. And I, you know, college isn't for everybody. And no. I think that it's um, challenging. Although the the world is turning again, you know, everybody's uh, the opinions come and go. But um, I said to my daughter, hey, you don't have to go to college. It's not for everybody. And I personally probably should not have gone to college right away. I probably should have maybe taken a few classes at a community college and gotten a job and worked a little bit because um, it, you know, I just was not in a frame of mind. I just wasn't, I whatever. And uh, so my daughter worked for a few years, and then she got a job doing. She was a server, a waitress, a server, and she started working with people who were servers who were in their thirties. And she said, "You know, mom, I just realized I wanted something more. You know, yeah. there's nothing wrong with being a server in your thirties, forties, fifty. It doesn't matter. But." you know, everybody has to, each person has to look within themselves and think about, frankly, the gifts that we have and what are you doing yeah. with those gifts and are you developing them and how will you use them to make the world a better place? I mean, that to me, that's the responsibility each of us has. Yeah. And so, you know, for my daughter to finally find her niche and decide she wanted to go to school, then getting to school and deciding what she wanted to do, blah, 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 blah. So whether yeah. you're 20 and going to school 46, 56, whatever it is, learning is a lifelong pursuit as far as I'm concerned. You know, I still learn, I still take online classes. I do, um, you know, seminars, webinars, I read books. There's no end to what can be learned out there and how it can positively impact your life. So for mm-hmm. Noah, uh, he's your oldest, right? Yeah. I mean, maybe maybe college isn't gonna be his bag. Although I will have to say he does have to get a job, right? I mean, that was what I told my daughter. You don't have to go to school, but you do have to get a job and preferably move out. Yeah. (laughs) Which, um, you know, I had mommy had to help her a little bit, pack her bags and be on her way uh, because I wasn't going to put up with that nonsense.
1: Everybody's different.
0: I'm not saying this is your family's, you know, responsibility, but um, I think it is challenging as a parent to help your kid figure out what to do next, especially if college is not their go-to answer you know, yeah. um, because they're, as a parent, it gets a little panicky. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah.
0: What well, are you going to do?
1: It, depending on your circumstances as well. You know, your mom went to school. My mom went to school for a year and mm-hmm. then got married and just worked. She mm-hmm. just had jobs. Like the, the career goal wasn't there. Um, uh, I think I mentioned earlier to you um, before this, but um. I was the first one that went to school and actually got a degree. And I only, I say only it's, I shouldn't do that, but I have an associate's degree. Mm -hmm. So, um, no one else in my family had that until, until me. So it's, I think it depends too on how you grow up. So Andy, who's got his master's degree in business, he's got his MBA and, um, So Noah sees, you know, both extremes, you know, mom's got an associate's dad's got MBA and he, he has an idea of what he wants. He wants to go into computer something. Um, But I said, you don't have to have it completely spelled out. I said, know that computers are where you want to go, then find good computer program programs at the colleges. I said, you don't have to know exactly what you want to do. If you decide gaming is really what you want to do, I said, then you'll have to figure that out once you get there. And maybe if you choose a school, that school's not good for whatever you decide you like. And you, through conversations, you'll decide a different school is better. Mm-hmm. So.
0: I think the other thing that was helpful for me was, I think for, and, and talking with my daughter, was talking about what what people are doing that interests you and talking to those people and finding out how did you get here you know so if you do like gaming talking to people that are gamers or that write the code and asking them what did you have to do to do the job that you love and that's my daughter and i were actually just talking about this yesterday Um, you know she's 33 and she's still developing her career and she's having some great success with her career and I said, you know, it's time to make that, that five-year plan. You know, 33, where do you see yourself at 38? What is your ideal work day? You know, where yeah. do you wake up? What do you do when you wake up? Are you working from home? Are you traveling? Are you staying in a hotel? Are you using your passport more often than not? Whatever, whatever the exciting, this is what I see my life, you know, looking like, yeah. you know, and then backtracking, how do you put that path together? You may not get there but you're going to get someplace and it's going to be fun and interesting based on what you like to do. So same for Noah. Mm -hmm. You know, I want to play games all day. Talk to people who play games all day. How did they get to do that job? You know, what's their background? And you definitely, you know, can start pursuing that. Will you end up there? Who knows? To your counselor's point, that's not the, that's not the important part, getting that degree. Ultimately, it's that journey. Because yeah. you, you, it just opens up a whole new slew of opportunities and you meet so many interesting people. Yeah. And that's really the secret there is that you just want to go have fun, right? Yeah. It be fun, even though we've had COVID for a year now. Let <laughs> me, um, uh, we have about 15 minutes left. So what I want to do now is I want us to talk a little bit about what you read, Um, And because when I first met you, one of the things you and I just happened to talk about was an author that you enjoyed. And you went to a book signing and you did some traveling with your friends. And I was really impressed by that. I've never been to a a real book signing. I've never traveled to see an author that I love. And you actually inspired me a little bit this year. You don't know this. Uh, One of my favorite authors is Sue Monk Kidd. And she wrote a book. Most people know The Secret Life of Bees. Um, she's oh, written several other books. The one she just finished and published this year is called The Book of Longings. And so that book came out. I belonged to Book of the Month Club. I got it right away. And because of COVID, all of her travels were curtailed. And she actually did online an online book club. And I was so thrilled with this idea. And I was thinking about you traveling to see people that you like and getting, you know, just all this. And I'm like, I'm I'm totally doing this book club. So nice. that's how you inspired me this year. Um, and so I read this book, totally loved it, of course. And then every week she gave a little interview, an hour long interview through a bookstore, a local, like a small bookstore. And you couldn't, it, you could send questions ahead of time. So you couldn't actually interact with her live, but um it was so you would read some part of the book and then she would talk about it during the interview. And wow. so there were four interviews and they had broken it out into four sections for reading the book. So it was really just a great experience. But I thought of you because you're the only person I know who's ever said, oh, I went to see this author and I went to the book signing. So anyway, so as, as we're setting up for this interview today, you start talking about this one author and you're like, you know, 50 shades of gray. And immediately I had this visceral reaction to which we can talk about. Um, And then you said something else. And I'm like, this is that We're totally talking about that now. So I want you to talk a little bit about that author. If you met them, the books, uh, the whole thing. So let's just start down the path. Who is the author of Fifty Shades?
1: Let me go back just a little bit. My mother
0: passed away in 2012. Your mom what? I'm sorry. What's that? Tell me start again. Your mother. My
1: mom died.
0: I'm sorry. Okay, right. Okay. Sorry.
1: And so when she died, she was my best friend. We talked on the phone every day and it was really hard. Um, and so one of the things my mom liked to do was read. And I just did not understand why I thought this I have read some books, whatever, but nothing to the point where nothing like what my mom did. She always had books and bookmarks and they were laying all around the house. And I thought, who does that? So um, when she passed away, I started reading just because I was looking for an emotional connection I couldn't get um, from her anymore. And um, in 2012, it was right around the time of indie authors doing things. And the author that I specifically mentioned to you was E.L. James, who is the author of Fifty Shades of Grey which I know people have various opinions of that series in general. Um, She was not my first book, but she was at the time, the most extreme. I literally went from Christian romance to Christian (laughs) gray. There's a lot of in between. That
0: is funny. Well said.
1: Quite, um, Quite the array of reading that I did. And it became like the Christian romance was fine it's very g-rated you know whatever kind of reading and I was like I need a little bit more I need a little bit more and so I was
0: trying find to- more no I'm just kidding <laughs> I mean you can if you want you know it's <laughs> an adult to- show uh,
1: but trying to find like a little bit more of an emotional connection in these books because I just was like I, I need something because my mom left a hole and so i was sad and i was trying to find these things that would make me feel better um and so um, my current favorite author who i will always list um, is marie force and again she started as an indie author um around again around the same time um and she has many series books like um there will be like 20 books in a series so you can each one is a standalone book, but you know, if you start at the beginning, you're going to have a really fun journey. Um, Some of her books are a little more PG, some of them are a little more R. So you can kind of, depending on your comfort level of reading, you can um, have a wide variety.
0: Can I ask Um, you just very quickly, Marie Force, F-O-R-C-E? And what is the series is now the series is just like, um, what are some themes in the series? Like, for example, is it about witchcraft? Is it about contemporary living on romance. Mars? Oh, it's contemporary yeah. romance. Okay, contemporary great. Romance. Yeah. great.
1: So like, um, she has all of her series, the first book in her series is free. So I had one called, I can't even remember the name, Fatal Affair something like that. It was, she has a, it's called the fatal series. And so each one's fatal something. And the very first book was free and it sat on my shelf for a long time. And that one is specifically about a police detective and a politician. And, um, I thought, well, so it was a little bit more, even though it was falls in the romance side of things, it was also a little bit, a little bit of mystery in there. So I thought, well, that's kind of, well, I also had another book called Made for Love, M-A-I-D, ah, okay. and it was, it's her, she lives in Rhode Island, the author lives in Rhode Island, and it's basically, she calls it Gansett Island okay. in her books, but it's basically Block Island in Rhode Island, Okay. and she created this whole world of people that live there and interact. And, oh, I love that yeah and so i started reading this that book because that one was free and then the fatal affair book was free and i was like oh these are the same author and so that that kind of got me from like g-rated um uh christian romance to a little bit more and then you know christian gray comes along with el james Well, hilariously,
0: I don't know if you're actually going to use this phrase, but what really hooked me was when you said, you know, it's like the first kind of mommy porn or mom porn. I was like, we're totally talking about this. So I, you know, so talk a little bit about, because I honestly, I didn't, I didn't read those books. So
1: it's um, fine. You know, I've said that to people sometimes and they get like really offended that I would say that. And I'm like, but that's kind of what it is. And if you read some historical romance books from like, i'm like hello yeah
0: like, yeah the bodice it- we used to call those bodice rippers, bodice you know, rippers. The, or the harlequin romances right where they're like take me now um i don't think there's anything wrong with mom porn i mean me, i mean no. me,
1: but no. i never really
0: heard you uh, somebody use that phrase and as i said i knew a little bit about those books and just for yeah. very maybe who knows why i whatever um not important but i just i really love that so i wanted you to speak to that a little bit
1: yeah. And, you know, I had the opportunity to meet
0: E.L. James. And so
1: what where, remember, and where did
0: you tell us about that? Like, where did you meet her? Blah, blah, blah.
1: So I have a friend who I met through religious ed, and she read Marie Force books as well. And I've actually met two friends because of Marie Force. So my friend Kathy and I, we got to a point where these indie authors, they would come together in a group of like 20 or 30 or 40 people. And they would like rent out um, meeting space at a hotel or something. And they'd say, I'm going to be there. And if you want to come and meet me, we'll sign books and take your picture. And they were trying, it was their marketing way, trying Mm -hmm. to get their names out. And so um, Kathy and I, Um, have been to a lot of places together. Um, Austin, Texas, New York City, Seattle, Washington. Um, uh, Seattle is where I ended up meeting E.L. James. They had been filming the third Christian Grey movie, um, or the third Fifty Shades of Grey movie, sorry up in canada and she came down for the day to be a part of this event it was a complete surprise she wasn't supposed to be there but it was really fun to meet her anyway and she didn't even have a table she just stood off to the side and as people were done meeting the other authors people got in line to meet her and take her picture and stuff like that so it was a lot of fun and um you know to this day Um, one of my friends um, is an author that I met when we were in Austin, Texas, my friend Kathy and I went down there and we were sitting in the airport coming home. And again, I'm talking about Marie Force being one of my favorite authors. And this woman turns around, she had been sitting right behind me in the airport. And she goes, Oh, my gosh, I love her. And so we started talking, we had been at the same event. And her husband says, why don't you tell them that you're an author too? And I said, really? Well, so we started talking and um, her name is JD Hollyfield. And uh, she lives in the neighborhood next to me. Her kids go to the same elementary
0: school that mine went to. Is Hollyfield, is it Mm H-O-L-L-Y-F-I-E-L-D? Just like it is JD Hollyfield. Excellent. All right. Keep going
1: it was, it was fantastic. So we meet uh, Jessica is her name. We've had lunch with her. Um, There's a few other authors that I know that are, are local in the Chicagoland area. So every once in a while, I'll, one of them had a favorite Starbucks she would go to and I would text her and I'd be like, I'm in the area. And I would never meet up with her um, because at some point I like reading authors when I don't know them personally. (laughs) So it gets a little weird when you're like hanging out with them and their kids and then you know you're reading what's in their head because of their book <laughs> right. so yeah
0: that is but, that's a very interesting perspective yeah do you um is there any thought in you about being a writer
1: um yes and no people have asked me that for years and I thought I love to read but to put a sentence together is a little more challenging. So if it's something I'm passionate about, um, I can write a really good paragraph. But to write an entire book, I don't have people in my head talking to me saying, let me out, like some people do. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And if I wrote a book, I think it would be way too forced. It would be Mm -hmm. way too- um,
0: Clinical or- Yeah. He went there, we did this, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I was talking with uh, my interview right before this one is a man named Mark Schaubmeyer, excuse me, and he lives in Toronto. He's an illustrator and he and I were talking about art and I was saying that I come from a family of artists and you're married to a family of artists, right? Mm -hmm. So um, Andrew's dad was artistic and I know Rick is Mm -hmm. extremely artistic, Mm -hmm. right, his ability to to paint and draw um, and so forth. And so I have very similar veins running in my family, not me. I can't, right. I don't do anything like that. But I am an art appreciator. You know, I yeah. can look at art and appreciate it very much. Um, now writing, I do enjoy writing, but I feel like it's that same relationship. You may not be a writer yourself per se, but you can appreciate writing, right? And yeah. you get to be the person who enjoys the work that somebody else has done, and that's how I feel about art. Like I can't make that art, but I can sure appreciate it. I can sure collect it. You know, even this like little picture behind me over here, I found this in a um a little a little town in West Virginia, and it's this really beautiful. Uh, let me get the light off of there so maybe it's easier to see. Oops, sorry. This woman standing there, and the title is "Her Secrets Were Beautiful."
1: Yeah, I love you that. You know, and
0: she's like talking her secrets out to the world or something. You know, it's just yeah. one of those little, and, you know, an unknown artist, but I will always, I just love the picture. This is another mm-hmm. one by the same artist. Um, and I can't, of course, I would tell you her name if I could tell you, if I could read the little thing. But here's this woman with all oh, the like- this. And the title of this one is, Her Dreams Were Lit by a Million Moons. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, just really. And so where the little shop where I bought this artwork, um, the man who runs the shop said, she thinks of the phrase first. And then she draws a picture to illustrate the phrase. Yeah. And so, so exactly. I couldn't do that. Right. I could think of a phrase, but then my picture would be like two stick people. (laughs) doing nothing. Um, All right, so anyway, so it's great that you appreciate writing and that you're you have befriended authors, which I just think is so fantastic. And, and of course, living in a place like Chicago, you're probably more likely to run into Mm. authors and and so forth there. Um, With just a few minutes left, did you by any chance bring a book to share passages with? I did not. I was having a really hard time because I thought, oh, my goodness. I
1: read such a wide variety. Um, I'm currently listening to. So I've, I've switched to audiobooks because of. Other, other okay. Stuff. Um, I will share. I I use my Kindle app. Mm-hmm. There's Nook. There's Barnes and Noble. There's iBooks. There's so many ways to get books. Um, and now with Audible, I use that sorry um, my lighting is library. there's online if you have a library even if you don't have access to get there or if it's closed now because of covid um you can still if you have a library card you can still get online and there's uh an app called libby that i use l-i-b-b-y mm-hmm Yep. And then there's one called Hoopla. It's H-O-O-P-L-A. And um, so those are some of the ways that I get my books because I was spending a lot of money on books. (laughs) So Kindle versions are a little cheaper. Um, but when you're buying like 30 books or 30 books in a month, that can add up. Even if they're $3.99 each. I know it's ridiculous. I remember it isn't, one
0: not month- It isn't. You're just seeing a small, small section of my lifetime library. And let me tell you, anybody who's a reader is, I mean, I belong on Facebook to a group called Bookaholics. And yeah. all we do is show pictures of our libraries and books that are stacked, like I have over here. Uh, at least one, two, three books waiting to be read. And I have my book club order in. So I'm waiting for more to come in as I always, and I have a book upstairs that I read upstairs. I have a book downstairs that I read downstairs. So you're, there's nothing shocking to this group that you're saying that we're not all like, amen.
1: this on my phone and you think, gosh, that's insane. But you know, now that I'm getting older and I need glasses regularly, I can make the screen really big. So I might be thumbing through really fast. Oh, I'm not that's funny! That. It's just there's only three words on the page. With a regular book, <laughs> it's, it's true. Are-
0: right, right. Well, let me ask you uh, before we wrap up here. Now, I always ask people the same sort of questions towards the end, and uh, when you do read. Uh, a real book that is one you would hold in your hands rather than on your phone um do you prefer hardback or paperback
1: um hardback because they're a little bit bigger and the supports again Mm -hmm. with um age comes things like carpal tunnel so I like the bigger and it's chunkier and I can feel it Mm -hmm. um I can also still put the spine in
0: my hand oh that's a good point yeah And,
1: and I will say People have different quirks. I love the smell of real books. Um, we were on vacation a couple of years ago and um, walked by a bookstore and I was like, I just have to go in for one second. And Andy's he's like, you buy every book online. Why would you, you know, need to go in here? I'm like, I need to smell it. <laughs>
0: spoken like a true book file. absolutely I can't tell you when I was a kid I was a, I have always been a voracious reader and to your point my mother introduced me to reading yeah. and um that was one thing we had in common that she would read an Agatha Christie book and then give it to me and then she'd read that you know that kind of thing yeah. and um the smell of the library books was it just got me every time I just that was the first yeah so yeah. I'm with you on that it's, it's um so you, is it, wait say that again
1: Weird
0: but true. Yeah, no, it's good. Let me tell you, there's people listening that are right there with you, sister. They're very happy to hear you say it for them. Um, The next thing is, I was really excited when you talked about your mom had a lot of books and bookmarks laying around. Do you turn the page down or do you use a bookmark? How do you mark your pages?
1: Now, it before, I would be happily, because sometimes I didn't have anything with me,
0: mm-hmm.
1: but when they say gum wrappers and receipts and the clean end of a snotty tissue, they're not Right, good. right. You know, those are all things I've used. I had a whole bunch of pretty ones that I've used, and um, I just, over the years, because I've gone all digital with my mm-hmm. books, mm-hmm. Um, I don't have that. Um, as many, but every once in a while I'll find something somewhere and I'm like, Oh, that's nice. I yeah. Never so, yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, And when you do read books, so are you uh, the kind of person that would bookmark, or do you ever lay your book down, like, oh, I stopped here, and then lay the book down? Yeah,
1: I can do that. Either way, I usually like the bookmark because um, I'm—I did not always used to be, but I'm a little bit of a neat freak, and Mm -hmm. it needs everything needs to be like in a neat pile because I tend to overload things, and I don't want it to fall off, and then I would lose my place. So a little safer with a bookmark. And oh, that's funny. And sometimes I'll even have a little bookmark with the number on it just in case it falls out. <laughs> oh,
0: that's funny. I love it that you're digital now. I mean, I really, I um, I have, I do have Kindle and, you know, those different apps, but I, I personally really don't enjoy reading that way. Um, yeah. And, but I do, I mean, I have, and it is certainly very convenient um, if you yeah. don't have a book with you to be able to call it up and the audio books, I've done that as well, but uh, I just do better reading myself. I just, you know, I just like it. But anyway, um, so if you were going to recommend, maybe can you recommend without too much anxiety? Sure. If somebody was going to read some modern romance, where should they start? What book or author would you say like, hey, this is this is a good place to start? I mean, should they start with Fifty Shades of Grey?
1: Um, that, you know, now that it's I've been reading more, that's an okay book. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but um so of course Marie Force has been mentioned quite a few times she's got a good variety once you get started with her um my other author that I really like her name is J.A. Huss H-U-S-S she writes a lot more like aliens otherworldly okay sci-fi traditional book she is way like her books. she'll do three or four in a series she's really smart. Um, she's got some master's degrees in like chemical engineering and things like that. So her books are a little more thought provoking. So even though there's romance in them and there's a lot of sex in them, they go on these things where you're like putting puzzle pieces together all along the way. And so when I want a little bit, something more than just a fluff piece story, I go to her because I know that, it's going to take me three books to figure out what the heck is going on in the first one. Ah. So in a way that is fun and good and you actually do it, but I know I have to really be paying attention when I read her stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, So those are two, two that I would definitely say are good. Excellent. Excellent. Yeah. Let me give you my third choice. um, And then I'll be super quick. It's uh, Denise Grover Swank um, three words and she has a, uh, it's the Rose Gardener series. Okay. And it's this, um, the first book is 28 and a half wishes okay. and it goes up to like 36 and a half somethings. Um, but that one is really good. Um, because it starts out with Rose. Um, you meet Rose in one particular way. And you basically grow with her over the next several books. And Can you
0: say the series name again? It's Rose. It's um, the Rose Gardner, Gardner series. Thank you. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Succeeding.
1: I think okay. that first book is free and she's, she's a favorite
0: author of mine as well. Now you've mentioned several times that the first book in the series is free. Are you ordering directly from their website or is it free on Amazon? How do you uh,
1: Amazon mm-hmm. you can go to amazon um, usually
0: know uh, also free is that free Kindle version or free paperback or Kindle version? Okay. Mm-hmm. all right, so that's why it's free. it's it's I'm not
1: sure if you want to check it out. Um, I tend I'm on a whole bunch of um not websites per se, but like blog sites and stuff that, you know, here's a way to meet like a new author. And so I'll get like a free book of the month club kind of thing. Okay. And sometimes it's authors I've heard of, I might already have the book and other times it's people I've never heard of before. Okay. Um, and they're just, it's their way of getting their name out there. Sure. Yeah. So sometimes I read them and I'm like, Ooh, maybe not this one, but then other times I'm like, Oh my gosh, this is fantastic. Mm-hmm.
0: So. Excellent. Yeah. Lynn, it was so great catching up with you. Now I'm gonna wrap up with us, but don't don't say goodbye yet. We'll say goodbye after we wrap it up here. Um, So uh, yeah, thank you so much. And of course, as I told our listening audience, we talked for 45 minutes beforehand and now you can see why she and I could talk for hours. And uh, it was so great to see you again. And I really thank you for the insights into, first of all, going back to college. That's really great. Thank you for sharing that. And then all these amazing, contemporary romance authors that I know I have plenty of listeners who enjoy that. So they'll be glad to hear some new names that they can check out. Uh, My next guest after Lynn is a woman named Marianne Goldweber. And Marianne Goldweber is a spiritual psychic medium. And I'm sure that all those three things are a little different. uh, But Marianne will set me straight about which one she actually is and what she actually does. But uh, Marianne has been in my life for about 20 years and how we met is a great story and very inspiring as far as I'm concerned. So the next episode you'll hear is with Marianne I want to thank Lynn today for being my very special guest so great to see you and to all my bookshelf shelfy listeners I have nothing clever to say but keep reading and use bookmarks all right perfect all right so uh thanks so much oh now I don't want to do that I want to stop recording all right goodbye bookshelf shelfy